Welcome to Radio KAL. This is our fourth episode. My name is Steve Eunice and I am once again joined by my co-host Neil Bailey. Welcome, Neil. Hey, Steve. Good to be doing another episode. It'll come as no surprise that in this show we're going to be discussing in detail the new Superman costume for the upcoming movie Superman Returns. So far we've only seen one photo of Brandon Routh in the costume, but fan reaction has been mixed but very vocal nonetheless. Together we'll go through the costume's design in detail, look at each part of the costume and discuss it at length. But just briefly, what is your initial overall reaction, Neil? Good or bad? My initial reaction is mixed. I'm very cautious to condemn school, whereas most folks are very much of the eager-to-condemn camp. I have some very visceral reactions, but I remember very clearly looking at every single one of the early pictures for the X-Men in the new movie back in 2001, was it? And thinking, my god, that's not Wolverine, that's not Storm, that's not Jean Grey. But then, when Hugh Jackman came on screen, there could be no other actor to play him. So I have some objective criticisms and observations that are in the negative, but I also believe that it's the actor that makes the role, not the costume. Though obviously the Superman costume is of paramount importance. I don't believe that they've taken a poo on the legacy, like some folks have said, by making the S smaller, but I do have my issues. Personally, I don't mind it too much. I think it's good, but not great. Uh, Brandon Routh looks fine. But I have issues with certain design aspects of the costume. So, uh, let's get into it. Um, let's start with the cape. What do you think of the colour? I mean, so far we've only seen one picture, and there's a lot of people speculating that the lighting in that photo might not be 100% accurate. But what do you think of it? Actually, in general, my response to the color is biased, mostly because of the picture. They used an extremely light background, which many have complained rightly is different from the way to look in the movie. And my initial gut reaction was, My God! Superman 3! Remember when Superman with the darker cape and colors represented the evil Superman to the Clark Kent man inside? That, that said, I do like it darker. To me, the red is a touch too dark in that photo, and I'm not worried about a dark red, but um, overall, the length looks about right to me. I mean, I like the longer cape, you know, calf at the calf height. I, rather, I prefer that rather than behind-the-knees look. Yeah, I do as well. I think the cape is part of what makes the flight magical, getting sucked into planes regardless. A nice, long cape is the staple of the modern hero, started by Superman. There's much speculation on whether this cape has the yellow version of the S emblem on the back. I'm not too fussed either way. What about you? I prefer the yellow S on the back, but I had to be told it wasn't there before I noticed it in the animated series. I think it's all about how the characters are played. You can even do Lex Luthor with hair, as long as Hackman proved in ways. I firmly believe it's the script and the acting that will make this film, as opposed to little details. But if were the costume, de- but if I were the costume designer. Uh, definitely the yellow S, and I hear that's what's going to be there, but yeah, I'm not too fussed over it either. My biggest problem with the cape, and in part with the whole costume look, is where the cape joins onto the costume. This, in part, is mostly due to the collar on the costume, but we'll get to that in a second. My problem with the cape, though, is that it doesn't come over the shoulders. And without this feature, the character somehow looks less imposing, uh, it lacks a certain regalness. It does. It makes his shoulders much more prominent, and I guess that shows off muscle, but there's something to be said for really using the cape. Maybe it slides over when he's in motion or something. That, that's the problem with one still. The material has a leather or plastic look to it, and I'm not sure what material it is exactly, but I don't have a problem with it. Uh, it just as long as it's, it has a nice motion in the flying sequences, um, it looks a bit heavy, so 
I don't know, but otherwise the material looks fine to me. Yeah, I like it too. Actually, I like a leather cape to a cloth one uh, as opposed to a cloth one because it can take a beating. It adds to the plausibility. You, you know, when Batman blocks fire in the movies, I buy it because leather is tough, especially thick leather. If it were cloth, blocking fire or debris would be laughable. Yeah, we don't know whether in Singer's version the material is considered to be invulnerable uh, as Superman is or if it's just Superman's aura that protects his costume and therefore that's why the cape gets destroyed or ruined in some comic book stories. So I guess that remains to be seen. And heck, we don't even know that he's even going to do anything with the cape. That's my real problem with judging before I actually see things in motion, and that's my problem generally with the criticism on the internet. The problem is, most of the movie-watching internet is all about condemning before seeing it. It's a lot like politics. Very true. Okay, now the main body of the costume. The blue looks fine to me. The colour is not as light or turquoise-looking as the Christopher Reeve costumes were, but it's not as dark as the blue that was on the Dean Cain costume, so I like it. I like it as well. I, I think that the color is also less important than the mise-en-scene. For instance, if Singer is smart, he'll put Superman against a bunch of dark black background, bleh, dark backgrounds with the light blue, because that'll make him bright light in a dark world. People speak very much of Metropolis being a bright and happy place, and in comics that works, but with lighting in real life and in movies, it's better to put blues like that on a dark background. If we put light on light, that blue, no matter how dark, is going to look strange. It's another case of we'll have to see it in motion, because the blue of the costume plays well and poorly off so many other things, like purple and green, for instance, which is why I'm sure Lex was given that color for his battle suit. That works put against red, blue, and yellow, the primary colors. on paper that's different whereas Superman around a stream of constant bell colors doesn't work in the comics like the Joe Casey run for example my biggest hugest problem with the costume overall is the neckline it's dumb and it's impractical on a number of levels firstly the high collar looks silly and it's this turtleneck collar that stuffs up the connection of the cape that I spoke about earlier in nearly all other versions of the Superman costume the collar has had like a square neckline and in this position, the cape can connect to the front of that neckline, which allows the cape to drape over the shoulders. This neckline is also impractical for Clark Kent. It means he must always wear his shirt with the top button done up. No open neck shirts for this mild manner reporter, otherwise it'll expose the blue collar of his Superman costume underneath. Now, I've heard this is to hide some kind of muscle bodysuit underneath. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's a fact or not. But either way, it looks silly. It stuffs up the cape and it's impractical in my opinion. When even the George Reeves costume, which had like a round neck, didn't go this high. It just looks totally wrong, that neckline. I think it might end up like that black face paint that was around Batman's eyes in the movies. He'll wear the shirt like he wants to, and then suddenly the costume will be higher when he does open the shirt to bust out. It's a trick that most people won't notice, but a little niggling detail that'll bother fans like web shooters versus organic webs... I see it as the costume designer trying to put their mark on a classic. The neckline, the small S, the S on the belt, they're all kind of vanity plays, and I kind of resent them. I don't know why everyone else, or why everyone who takes on the character has to mess with the original. I mean, did they for Reeves? No, they didn't, and it worked fine. But as I mentioned, it's not too big of a deal for me. I think the actor will make or break it, but I do agree. It makes hiding the costume much more impractical. The material, if you look closely, appears to have a very small repeating shield pattern. It's not bad. I mean, it adds a slight lift to the blue fabric, and I have no problem with this feature at all. It's like the Spider-Man coloring. 
I agree with this as well. Much like the leather cape. To the layman, it is simply blue spandex, and it works better with the camera and this fabric, so I prefer it. Probably the biggest point of conjecture amongst fans is the S-shield on the chest of the costume, and the size of that shield. What do you think of it? I think it's way too small. I like a big, crazy shield. The best one I've ever seen is Matthew Clark's work on Adventures of Superman. I want that sucker to take up most of the man's chest up. I've seen manips that make the S looks bigger, and like it normally is, and, and I much prefer it. This is my biggest complaint with the whole costume, and honestly is what made my original impression of the picture negative before I soaked it in and thought about it for a while. I'm really distressed that it's so small. I, I don't even need it to be huge, it's just, it's a big part of the costume, probably the biggest part next to the cape, and they made it a minor part next to Ruth's, or to Routh's muscles. I mean, people tell me that it's hearkening back to the original Schuster work, and, and that's the same excuse that they used to justify it when Austin took the character and screwed with the core of the way things are now. I mean, having Superman try to pop people's heads off might have happened in the 40s, but that doesn't mean it's good now. And I can see how it's nice to be a traditionalist, but there's traditionalism, and there's making a huge change just to stir controversy or place your mark on, on, on uh, costume design, and this really smacks of that to me. I mean, I don't mind the raised aspect of it. I like the way it sticks out. That's okay. But if it were only the proper size, it's like a necklace here, not a logo, an emblem, a shield. Maybe it'll seem bigger on the screen, but I really don't think they should have... I, I really think they could have done better there. I find myself sitting on the fence on this one. Uh, I don't mind the S being given a solid presence rather than just being a part of the fabric of the costume. Um, I've heard some people complain that it would make it harder to hide beneath the fabric of his Clark Kent clothing. But I don't know about that. So, I mean, the biggest complaint seems to be that the S is too small. I do have a theory on that. My guess is that Brian Singer and crew fell in love with the idea of making the S-shield an actual chest piece, a, a chest plate, a solid object. The problem is, being made of a harder material, if they made it larger, as most fans would like, then Brandon's movements would be restricted. He couldn't fold his arms across his chest or reach forward and grasp something with both hands, the larger solid chest plate wouldn't give him that flexibility, hence the smaller S. And that's just my theory, but I think there could be some truth to it. Actually, that's a good theory. It makes sense, too. I mean, I still prefer flat and big. I just love that S. I mean, it's the icon. Everything else Superman has on his costume, ev other heroes have. That S means something to Superman. Agreed. The S is the most recognizable thing about Superman. It should have been larger. Perhaps a softer material used for the shield to allow flexibility. They kind of dropped the ball on this aspect of the costume, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on the belt? I think that the belt's S isn't too big of a deal. A lot of people complain about it. It's a flourish to bring glory to the designer, and I see it as that, but I also don't think it's too bad of a change. Of all the things they got wrong with the costume, it actually may stick the best, I think. It doesn't look too out of place. I like the traditional oval myself. It's like they were trying to make up for the lack of the S above, but it's not too big a deal. We won't see it too much, so it doesn't bother me. I mean, think real quick. Can you remember what Batman's belt looked like in Batman Forever? I can't, I mean, but I, but I remember the bat symbol very clearly, which is why the S really sticks out to me. But the belt isn't too big a deal. Agreed. I don't personally think there's a need for the S on the belt buckle. Uh, I mean, I'd much prefer the standard round oval-shaped buckle. But it's a fairly minor change, and I think most fans can live with it. Although the angular point design towards the bottom does harken back to the Super Supergirl-style belt. Um, the colour is nice, though. More golden than yellow, which is good. Uh, what about the red briefs or shorts? 
The fabric appears to be similar to the rest of the costume, yet different to the cape. Again, not sure if that's a colour difference just from the photo, or if it's you know, a, a trick of the lighting in this, in this photo, I'm not sure, but uh, they are positioned a bit too low, these shorts, uh, these briefs. They're more like hipsters, but again, not a major concern, nothing to get too worried about. Agreed, I think they're fine. I'm not entirely won over by the boots, though. I've never thought of his boots having a leather-type look. I've always preferred them to have a, a similar look to the material of the costume. I mean, after all, why would Superman need sturdy boots? He's invulnerable. Either way, I would have preferred them to be a bit higher up on the calf. They're just a bit too low for me. Yeah, those were a disappointment, too. I think Reeves' boots were one of the best parts of his costume. That pleather feel, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but these boots have a bit of Batman going for them. He looks like he's going to go hiking, but yeah, like you said, he's invulnerable. It also reiterates that dark feeling I mentioned that brings me memories of Superman flicking peanuts into a bar mirror. I'm not sure about the colour, whether this photo is deceptive in showing their true brightness or whether they are indeed a blood-red colour similar to the cape. Definitely, which is why it's so hard. I hear that there's going to be a 10-second teaser with Batman Begins, and that would be a great time to talk about the color for sure. Otherwise, it's just speculation. We haven't seen it in motion yet. Now, for the man wearing the costume, uh, the hair and face look fine. The body is fairly muscular, but obviously not as buff as what we've come to expect from Superman looking at the comics. Uh, but we've got to be practical. I mean, he appears to be as muscular as Christopher Reeve was. But again, it's hard to tell from just one photo. I think the body is fine, surprisingly. The hair is a little cheesy, meaning they really could have given him the spit curl that looked more natural, but he also looks like the Superman from the 80s, which is, while great in the 80s, not the Superman that we know now. Maybe they tried a little too hard to evoke Reeve with the hair. And something about the face, it just hasn't grown on me yet. He looks too young to be Superman there. I mean, maybe this is late in psychology speaking, but Superman is supposed to be my dad. The dad who can never do wrong. Kids are picking on you? Super Dad, er, Superman, comes in and teaches them that it's not nice to be mean. Smacks him around a little bit. This guy looks like he might be a friend of mine. Brandon Ralph, you know? He looks like a college kid. There should be the assumption of age before your time to be Superman, and Ralph doesn't seem to have that presence in this photograph. He's more of a guy gals would like rather than a patriarchal figure. He looks very young. And I have heard a few fans complain about his hair, but I did hear from one of the crew working on the movie that his hair length and style was actually part of the plot, part of the storyline of the movie. So it's a look they've purposely gone for for a reason. I guess we'll just have to wait and see again and see how they work this in. Personally, I don't have a problem with the hairstyle at all. I don't mind the part or the way it's raised, necessarily. It's more just that the spit curl looks really forced, like it's almost plastic. So overall, I have my complaints about the costume we've seen in this one solitary photo, but I don't mind it too much overall. I mean, they could have made vast changes, like remove the briefs or change the colours drastically. And So in comparison to what could have been done, this costume is pretty good and isn't that bad after all. Just not exactly what most fans would have liked, I think. Uh, but then, you can't please everyone. Yes. It's not like Wolverine, where I stepped back and said, No! And it's not like Catwoman, where I stepped back and barfed my lungs out. This is a very traditionalist take, given the movie culture and the way they always change so much with superheroes. And I'm actually quite pleased. My little beefs don't add up to an entire flank of cow here. I mean, I enjoy this costume, and I think in motion it may be spectacular. Okay, in our next Radio KAL show... We plan on interviewing Ryan H. Nelson, who is the voice behind Superman in the Superman Last Son of Krypton audio drama 
that is published on the Superman homepage alongside Radio KAL. And speaking of that audio drama, here's the teaser trailer for the latest episode launched alongside this month's Radio KAL show. Chaos in the streets. Get these people away from the building! It's not safe here! A horrifying accident. There's been no sign of Superman for a few minutes now, and we're... Wait! There he is! He's just returned from inside the building and has stopped in the middle of the street. It appears as if he's carrying something. A visit from Krypton's only other survivor. Hello? Is this Kara? Yes. Who is this? And a hero. Broken. These people, they're worried. The news is here. All of Metropolis is watching. So? So, they look up to you. They believe in you. They need you. Issue 4 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton. April 27, 2005. At supermanhomepage.com. Okay, time for the secret sound bite. Only one thing alive but less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Last month's super secret sound bite, uh, there were 16 people in total who correctly identified that the sound came from the Smallville Season 3 episode Shattered. These 16 people were Stephen G., Sean Lambert, Sean Matthew, Philip Maxellan, Horatio, Leif Anderson, Annie Henning, Crystal Garcia, Crystal, Zach Shapiro, Steve C, Focus Eleven, Jason LaRouche, Jerry Compton, Cal, and Pedro Mans. Congratulations to all 16 people. Congratulations, guys. That was a tough one. I'm with Steve. I didn't expect to get any responses this time. Now let's move on to this month's Super Secret Soundbite competition. Now I've made it harder again, so I'll be very impressed if we get just as many people as we did last month. So here it is. Don't miss it. Here comes this month's super secret soundbite. Regular coffee would be great. So there you have it. Can you guess what episode of Smallville that sound comes from? If you can, use the super secret soundbite entry form found at the Superman homepage Radio KAL webpage and send in your entry today. Good luck. Being the cultural icon that he is, Superman is the focus of many popular songs. The name Superman has been used in over 300 songs, and this month we're featuring a song from the 1960s. Here's a snippet from Sunshine Superman by Donovan. Notice even Green Lantern got a mention in that one? Yeah, interesting. It's almost Jerry Maguire. Okay, well that's all we have time for this episode of Radio KAL. Thank you, Neil, for your input. Thank you, Steve. 
I hope you'll join us again next month for a new Radio KAL show. I'm Steve Eunice. And I'm Neil Bailey. You stay classy, San Diego. You've been listening to Radio KAL at supermanhomepage.com. <laughs> <laughs>